are Locked On Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Locked On Houston Astros, and I hope that you join me for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. This is your only daily Astros podcast out there. Your team, every day. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere through Hotels.com. Be there. Do that and get rewarded. You can get Locked on Astros on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked on Astros. All right, guys, let's talk about Game of Thrones. No, I'm not going to be one of those people who spoils the ending for Game of Thrones. Um, So anyway, Game of Thrones is over. This is Locked on Astros. What are we talking about in segment one? We're going to talk about the Red Sox series. The Astros win two of three. We're going to talk specifically about game three. George Springer leaves the game. Oh, no. That's never a good thing, right? Carlos Correa gets a big hit. Josh Reddick does something only one other lefty has done versus Chris Sale in his career. And is Jose Altuve on the verge of returning later this week? All right. So, guys, the Astros are the best team in baseball. Uh, I know we lost game three. Uh, we saw we we became and uh, they did what they're supposed to do versus the Red Sox. If you if you're looking at where the Astros rank in terms of historically good teams, this is according to Fangraphs. If you look at it, the WRC plus. This is the weighted runs created plus. This is a Fangraph stat that basically uh, looks at how a player does adjust to league and parked and that way you can control people from back in the ted williams area to the people playing right now so you can actually compare the teams this is something that a lot of people have been really into so the 2019 astros i'm not sure what is after today's game but before today's game it was 133 the 1927 yankees were 126 the 1930 yankees were 124 and the 2017 Astros were 122. So that kind of shows where, oh, the big red r- machine in 1976 was 120. So this shows that the Astros are pretty, pretty high up there. And uh, I know I didn't say that, but the Twins also, the 2019 Twins, surprisingly, have a, a 122 weighted r- runs created plus. It's kind of hard to say, but it's actually a cool stat. And uh, typically a 100 is average. And so every point above average is that how much percent better you are. And so the Astros are basically 33% better than the rest of the league right now. And it's showing. So they won two of three from the Red Sox and today's game, it wasn't great. We were able to battle versus Chris Sale. He did issue seven wall. Uh, he only allowed four hits and it's hard to get a win if you're not going to get that many hits. I know the Astros got the seven walks, but they didn't get those big two-out hits that we've been so used to them doing. So that was frustrating about this game. They also made some bad defensive plays, and I don't really want to call them bad defensive plays. I know Alex Bregman had an error, and then you also had that pop-up 
that the wind kind of swirled around and Yuli lost it going out to right field. Then you saw that ball that Tyler White and Yuli could not catch that uh, they somehow got out on uh, when Correa stretched out to get it. But it just was not a good day for the Astros. Yes, they, they got out to the 3-1 to one lead after Carlos Correa did something. We'll talk about that in a second. But it, overall, it just it didn't look like it was at the Astros game. Even when they had the three-run lead, it just looked like the Astros were about to kind of let things go. And that's fine. Streaks are made to end. And the Astros are the only team this year who have had two 10-game t- win streaks. So that's something to... I'm, I'm happy where the Astros are. They are now 31 and 16. Their run differential is plus 92. They're 9-1 and one in the last 10 games. So... This team is still good. This team will, you can't get, I, I didn't even see it on Twitter. I think everybody was okay with the Astros because it's just like what A.J. Hinch always says. We look, we're trying to win series, not necessary streaks because streaks are made to end. Uh, winning series will help you win. So let's talk a little bit about Mr. George Springer. George Springer left today's game, probably should have left a little bit earlier. And A.J. Hinch kind of talked about that after the game. But he's been dealing with kind of a little stiffness in his back. Jeff Blum and a few other people noticed on Friday he swung and missed. And he just kind of looked like he was grabbing his side. And But he did stay in the game. And he, he looks like every time he swings and misses, it, his back just tightens up on him. Especially against Chris Sale today. George Springer didn't look like himself. He was just swinging wildly. He just looked like 2015 version of... George Springer, I guess 2014, right? Yeah, 2014 version of George Springer just swinging at air. It just wasn't the MVP that we're used to. And speaking of WRC+, Springer is leading the league with a 183 weighted runs created plus. So that means he's 83% better than the average player. Bregman has 155. Michael Brantley's 157. Carlos Cray is 149. Robinson Trino is 151. And Jake Marizic is 146. So that is why the Astros are doing so well. And speaking of that, let's talk about Carlos Correa. He got a big homer deep to center field, and it was a blast. And it was important because Michael Brantley had just hit a deep ball to right field, but that fell a little bit short. Any other ballpark, it would have been out. But Christian Vasquez can hit basically a homer. 283 feet over by Pesky's pole, but every park has its own little uniqueness and everything. So we'll talk about Josh. No, we could talk about Josh Reddick right now. Josh Reddick did something that no other left-handed has done versus Chris Sale in his career. At least one other person. He had two extra base hits off of uh, Chris Sale. The last person to do that was Eric Hosmer in 2016. So that's impressive, and especially... When we got Josh Reddick, the, the big knock on him was he can't hit lefties. So when we get back, we're going to talk about Jose Altuve. Every segment, we got to talk about um, Alvarez, Super 2 talk. Is it time to get rid of White? Do they need an extra hitter with people being day-to-day right now? And then we'll look at the White Sox series. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked on Astros on the new Himalaya podcast app. In the ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya and their personally created playlists and new features to every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Astros.
All right, welcome back to Locked On Astros Podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. And we're going to talk a lot about Jordan Alvarez in this segment. And uh, But I want to start off with Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve has been out for about a week and a half with a strained hamstring. And it did land him on the DL. Ledmus Diaz has a hamstring soreness or discomfort. But he's just staved today. And I believe Jeff Luno said he should be available to play tomorrow. Uh, that's really good, especially with George Springer probably not playing tomorrow. He may not even play on Tuesday. He may not even get back to the lineup until Wednesday or Thursday. So the Astros could play it safe and just put George Springer on the DL. That way he can get better. And you have to love George Springer's sister on Twitter. She calls him out after he leaves the game and says, Hey, George, stop being so soft. So I love how she puts him in his place sometime. So anyway, let's move on from George Springer. Uh, Jose Altuve. He's going to return later this week, possibly. He's going to probably need a rehab assignment, and most likely it's going to be with the Round Rock Express. So I know the first thing that y'all are going to say is, yay, we get Jose Altuve back. And the second thing you're going to say is, hey, can you sneak in Jordan Alvarez into your suitcase on the way back from Round Rock? So I don't think uh, that Altuve can carry Alvarez, first of all. Um, Alvarez is a big dude. But uh, speaking of Alvarez, he hit his 18th homer today. He's batting 411 with a 1378 OPS with 55 RBIs. And the Astros have not called him up. This is not totally surprising. This is something that we've seen before, especially the 2013 season with George Springer, how they didn't really call him up, even though he, he basically crushed the minor leagues all year, but they did call him up the next year. So I don't think they're going to do that Alvarez. I think he will be up at some point this year. And uh, if you listen to Talking Strohs, I'm not going to go as deep into it. But Brandon, my co-host, really went deep into what the Super 2 cutoff means. But uh, basically, he thinks that the because the season started earlier and a lot more prospects have actually started with their team earlier, namely uh, Fernando... Tatis Jr. and then you had uh, Peter Alonzo and a whole bunch of prospects that have come up since then that maybe the Super 2 cutoff time has passed and uh, the Astros can't actually call him up. Uh, But the reason why the Super 2 is very detailed is very important is because it could be the difference of $15 million later on in arbitration or not. And so it, it depends on the player, depends on the service time, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I don't have time to talk about that, so uh, go listen to Talking Strohs on KTXF and uh, listen to Brandon. He knows more about that stuff. So uh, the question is, is it time to get rid of Tyler White? I know Tyler White has a lot of people supporting him. He has a lot of haters out there, uh, but the one plus thing about Tyler White is his 323 on base percentage. That has actually gone down. He has a 289 slugging. He has zero homers, five doubles. He finally has five RBIs. He has struck out 33 times. And A-Rod, not no, A-Rod, um, John Smoltz basically called him out after the game on Saturday. He said that when Tyler White's Major League Baseball career is over, He's going to be a, a, a great softball player. And 
as I was watching today's game, I saw that. I saw his uppercut swing, and I kept on telling myself, all Tyler White needs is somebody to drop a curveball at the top of the strike zone, and uh, he'll probably be able to crush it. But anyway, so Tyler White, he doesn't have any options. It's getting close to time to... The only reason why the Astros have not brought up Alvarez is probably the Super 2, but if that has passed... They really want Tyler White to succeed. And uh, A.J. Hinch has said he was going to stop giving him chances, but uh, then you had George Springer's injury, and then you had Diaz's injury. So he got some more playing time. And uh, he did have a good night on Saturday, but today was a little bit more of the same. So it's at this point, it's time to probably say goodbye to Tyler White. Maybe he clears waivers. I guarantee a team like the... Marlins or some other bad team will probably claim him. You you risk the chance of losing him. Uh, the only other option is uh, Jake Marisdick doesn't have any options anymore. Uh, so the only other option is to, I think Tony Kemp is too valuable and Jake Marisdick is too valuable defensively. And what he gives us, giving us offensively is a plus. So Tyler White is the... I'd say it. We, I like the guy. I've met him, and he's come on Talking Strohs a lot, but it's time to see him go. So the question is, with two people day-to-day, do they need the extra hitter? I know we can always send down Chris Davinsky. Chris Davinsky has options left, and he has struggled this year. The Astros could say, hey, Chris, we're going to send you down for a little bit. We just need you to work on this, this, and this, and then we'll bring you back. Uh, so if they don't want to bring up Alvarez, what about Kyle Tucker? Kyle Tucker has been on fire in AAA. Uh, he had a double and a triple today, and his op his on base percent his sorry his OPS is at 886, which is pretty good. It's not great, but compared to where he started, he's looking a lot better. So let's take a quick quick look at the White Sox series, and most notably uh, tomorrow's game. Peacock, it will be getting start. He did switch. Wade Miley is supposed to get that start, but uh, they wanted Wade Miley to pitch today's game because uh, he pitches quicker, and he's a good getaway game pitcher. But it didn't work out, but that's fine. Peacock has had a lot of success versus the White Sox. That probably had something to do with it as well. Uh, he hasn't faced him much. Jose Abreu is 0 for 7 with two strikeouts versus Peacock. Yomer Sanchez is 1-for-4 with a strikeout. Yon Makata is 1-for-6 with a homer and two RBIs. And Tim Anderson is 0-for-6 with two Ks. So that's basically all the people that have uh, faced him before. As of right now, I don't think we, we know who the White Sox will be starting. So that's interesting. Uh, you, you always like to know who would be starting, but it's still to be determined all right guys so for tomorrow's game we're going to talk a little bit more about kyle tucker i want to do a deep look into what kyle tucker is doing and uh because guys this guy is i know a lot of people want to move on from kyle tucker but this guy is was a top prospect for a reason he is going to be good it just guys thanks for listening remember you could subscribe to the pot the show on new himalaya podcast app as well as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcasts. Locked on Astros.